Welcome to Courage Pod. My name is Lauren Ray, the Courage Coach. I am an entrepreneur, certified mindset coach, and expert in building unshakable courage. Each week, I'll be bringing you inspiring episodes, helping you to discover how to unlock your limitless potential and to break through to new levels of success in life, love, wealth, and business. In my world, we don't settle, we courage. So let's get started. Hello and welcome back. Today's episode is all things self-sabotage. Woohoo! Good times ahead. No, but seriously, first things first, I don't actually like the term self-sabotage. By the time you finish listening to this episode, you'll have a good understanding why. But for now, for the majority of the episode, I will be using the term self-sabotage because that's what we all know and it's helpful to use language people are familiar with. This is an important topic because so often we might set a goal, set the resolution, decide that this year is going to be my year. This year, I am going to start this, do this, stop doing that. And we have all these big visions and desires. And so we should. We absolutely should aim to create whatever we want. You know, we should aim to live a life courageously and go for the things that we want. But then because we're human beings and we aren't taught the things we should be in school, again, another rant for another day, we sabotage it. We go to start the business and then suddenly we have this burning desire to reorganize the cutlery drawer. (laughs) Or we have a burning desire to finally organize that container of old plugs and cables that everybody keeps for some reason, just in case. And we go, finally, this is the time that I need to start doing this instead of doing the thing that would bring us closer to happiness. So I'm going to be talking all about what it is, what it isn't, what it looks like and how to overcome it in today's episode. So self-sabotage is any attitude or behavior or habit or action that doesn't match up or align with your core values and ultimately interferes with your ability to achieve the goals that you want. So anything that you are doing that doesn't align with where you want to go and what you want to achieve or your values, that is a self-sabotaging behavior. The most obvious one that everybody will relate to is wanting to lose weight and get fitter or not necessarily lose weight, but like you want to get more healthier and fitter and maybe make different choices for your health. And then we go and binge an entire tub of Ben and Jerry's. So self-sabotage is a pattern of thoughts and behaviors that creates ongoing problems. It prevents us from moving forward and creating change successfully. And the thing is, self-sabotage will look and manifest in many different behaviors and it will be unique to the person. And there are, of course, some very common things that everybody will probably be able to relate to, but everybody's sort of specific self-sabotage might just be slightly different. Like the way that you do it, it might be slightly different. So how do you know if you're self-sabotaging? If you're doing something that doesn't help you get to where you want to go or achieve what you want to do or live the way that you want to live, it's self-sabotaging. Everybody's self-sabotaging behaviors, although as a general umbrella term, look the same. Like procrastination is a general term. But the way that we individually do it may be very unique and very specific to you. You know, some people may quote unquote forget the deadline or forget to pay the bill or forget to or leave the presentation prep till right the last minute and then suddenly you realize that you're not prepared for the presentation the next day. Maybe you're consistently late to work, which is impacting your ability to do well at work and staying up late till four in the morning means you're tired for the next day and then you don't achieve the things that you want well or putting something off the last minute or you start projects but never finish them. Every single person, myself included obviously, but every single person listening, every single person I've ever spoken to will have some self-sabotaging behaviors that you may already be consciously aware of and there may also be things that you don't realize right now are self-sabotaging behaviors because we don't know what we don't know 
And we're often so blissfully unaware to the tiny ways that we can get in our way until somebody points it out to us and we go, oh yeah, you're right. (laughs) That isn't helpful behavior. And so I work predominantly with entrepreneurs. So a lot of the examples I'm going to give are with the entrepreneurs that I work with. So, you know, some of the most common sneaky sabotaging things I see are, and most of them I've done, so join the club, is constantly tweaking their Instagram bio or their website font colors instead of doing the things that are actually going to grow the business. I must have tweaked my Instagram bio and my website font colors about a quadrillion times. And spoiler alert, tweaking the font in your in, on your website is not a needle moving activity in your business. Like it doesn't impact your business in any way whether you have this particular font or maybe that slightly different, more bold version of that font or that particular shade of green versus that shade of green, that is not going to mean that all the clients come flocking. It's not. Other examples are, you know, keeping themselves from making a decision and just staying stuck in the I don't know. And we don't always realize it, that we are the ones keeping ourselves in the I don't know. So I have this program called Courage Academy and I have a whole module on what if you're telling me you don't know? And it takes them through this process of really unwrapping that, unwrapping that, unraveling that and allowing ourselves to give ourselves permission to recognize that we are the ones keeping ourselves in the I don't know. Getting stuck in the I don't know means that we don't have to move forward. So I don't know, I can't move forward. So, oh, well, I have to just stay where I am. And that's classic self-sabotage. Other examples I see is constantly flip-flopping on prices and your niche and who you're here to serve and your business name and the office that you're here to create and never really giving any of those things a chance to really compound and create results. One thing I notice is very common, especially early stage coaches and service providers, is that they create a offer and they give it like a month and then if they don't see the traction that they want and they don't have like a thousand clients coming in through the door suddenly, they change it. And they have to launch another thing. And it doesn't really give anyone an opportunity to truly get to know that offer. I mean, just to give you an example, I had for the first year and a half of my business, I had one core program that I offered. I had other ones in the back end, but the main one that I always was talking about consistently. It was a program that was originally called Business of Courage. And then I actually changed the name when I made it into a group, Courageous Coach Accelerator. And it does what it says in the tin. I mean, I helped coaches and service providers to start and scale their own online business. Coaches and service providers kept coming to me and asking me to help them and mentor them. And I said, okay, well, I'll create a program for this. And I gave them all of the information that I know. And what I noticed is about a year and a half into talking about this program consistently, I decided to update my, I think I updated my highlights on my Instagram. So I was just like updating the information there, but it was the same information. It's just presented in a slightly different way. And I was just updating it. And someone who'd been following me for pretty much at least a year, who I thought would have known my program by now inside and out because I've done nothing but talk about it for the last year and a half. She messaged me and she said, hey, this new program looks really good. When does it start? And I was like, wow, this is such a beautiful reminder that we think people are paying attention to us. And really, most people aren't. And then that's refreshing in many ways, especially when I get to the episode of this on my podcast about fear of judgment, but getting over that. But it also reminds us we can't just say things once, twice, three times, four times and assume that everybody around us is just paying attention and has the information they need. You know, as a business owner, as someone who is dedicated to supporting people and guiding people and empowering people, it is my responsibility to keep repeating it and keep going and keep saying it and saying it. And so when I see other business owners starting something, talking about it for like, I don't know, a month or two, not getting the traction that they thought they would have immediately and then changing it, 
they're not giving anybody the opportunity to really get to know them and the program and the offer and learn about it over time. And so they're sabotaging themselves by constantly cutting themselves off. It's like they may be just getting traction and then they cut it off. They get traction again and they cut it off. So they're just a couple of like common things I see a lot. Um, and there are so many others, but I think I'll just move on because otherwise I could just be here all day <laughs> listing all the different ways. But I think that gives you a good indication. Okay, so why do we self-sabotage? So we self-sabotage because we have some negative thought, belief, or emotion associated with doing that thing or the outcome that doing that thing might bring. So for example, sending an email itself as a specific task probably isn't that scary to people, but it's the outcome or the potential result or what that could bring is what's scary. And so the act of sending an email sends us into a spin and we don't do it, we procrastinate and we go and clean the cutlery drawer instead. And it's some of these things we may be consciously aware of. So we may be consciously aware that maybe we're avoiding showing up on Instagram to promote our business because we're afraid of judgment. We might be aware of that. But as I've already kind of touched on a little bit, we may not always be aware of why we're doing it. And that's because it's whatever is going on in your subconscious mind that, again, I mean, does what it says in the tin. We're not consciously aware of it right now. It's whatever is going on in your subconscious mind, your programming, that is the thing that is causing us to avoid the task. Your subconscious mind is responsible for 95% of your reality and your conscious mind is only responsible for 5% and your conscious mind is where your willpower lives and all that, which your subconscious mind is everything that you've ever thought, felt, experienced, been told is in there. It's like a supercomputer. And so all of the rational or irrational beliefs and thoughts and fears that you've gathered up through your lifetime, mostly before the age of seven, is in there. And your subconscious mind is wired to move you away from pain and towards pleasure. So it's wired, its specific job is to keep you safe. And what ultimately is safe for your subconscious mind is what it already knows. Even if consciously, the conscious part of your brain is like, well, I don't want to stay here because this, this sucks. Your subconscious mind doesn't compute that. All it understands is like the environment that I'm in right now, you know, the weight that I'm at, the habit that I'm at, the way that I live my life the people that I'm surrounded with, this is my current familiar zone. This is what I'm currently familiar with. It doesn't care that your conscious mind is like wildly uncomfortable, like unhappy with the situation. It's just trying to keep you in what's familiar because it doesn't know that you going off and starting a business or you going and doing this or you changing your life in this way is safe. And if there's things in your subconscious mind that believes that the thing you're trying to do is actually unsafe, So for some people, it might be that they've got it in their subconscious mind somewhere that running a business is incredibly hard and painful. And maybe there's some belief around money that I hear a lot, especially from women. I mean, how many movies did I watch as a kid where the rich, successful, wealthy woman who always had shoulder pads, this is showing you my age now, they always had shoulder pads and they were always like really rigid and emotionless and Everybody was like, oh, poor her. She's so successful, but she has no life and love and she can't even hold a baby. I mean, honestly, anyone who's grew up maybe my age, I'm 35 right now at the point of recording this. How many movies did we watch where the woman who was incredibly successful didn't know how to hold a child? And so there's part of our subconscious mind that whether we're, we consciously laugh at it, but if there's part of our subconscious mind, it's like, well, hang on a minute. If you become wildly successful, you're not going to have time for relationships. People are going to think that you're not very nice and you're bossy and you're not going to have any basic human emotional capacity. And so we have to recognize that what we have been exposed to as kids growing up is going to impact what our subconscious mind deems to be quote unquote safe or unsafe, good or bad. If it's not something that we've ever done before and it's wildly out of our familiar zone, it's not going to want you to do it. 
And so this is why the work that I do is so specifically around the subconscious mind, because I mean, it's 95% of real reality. So there's a book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And in the book, he coins the term the upper limit problem. And it kind of goes something like this. So we each have a limit subconsciously. We're not going to be aware of it, but we all have this kind of like internal limit of how much abundance, success, love that we think deep down we're deserving of and therefore we're able to receive. It's kind of like we all have this internal thermostat setting for various things. This thermostat is dependent on a number of things. So our upbringing, our limiting beliefs that we might have, the fears we have, things we were told as we were growing up and the people that we spend our time with. Everybody's kind of thermostat is sort of pretty much set based on the programming of your subconscious mind and the environment that we're in. You know, I think it's something like 19, I mean, I'm going to make this number up. Most people who win the lottery end up exactly where they were financially within a year. This is also why some of us may find ourselves, no matter what we do, we always end up around the same weight. And so in business, this is why you might have an incredible month and then the next month, not so much. So I noticed that I had an upper limit problem in my business because if I had a really successful month, the following month was always like a drop down. So like one month I'd sign like eight new one-to-one clients and then the next it'd be two. Whereas my normal average is like four, like at least four new clients a month. And so I realized that I had an upper limit problem in my business financially and the number of clients I was able to receive because I noticed that when it went up, somehow I managed to bring it back down again. And I'm not doing this consciously. None of us are doing this consciously. This is the whole point is that we don't consciously choose to sabotage ourselves most of the time. So now we're kind of aware of this. We're aware of the upper limit problem, this internal thermostat. We're aware that our subconscious mind is influencing 95% of reality. And we're aware that we may not be consciously aware of how we're sabotaging. But at the end of the day, we all do it and we all have different ways of doing it. So what do we do? Self-awareness is always going to be the first step. Pretty much every single time I do a podcast episode and I say for step one, self-awareness. We cannot change what we don't know. We don't know what we're trying to quote unquote fix, change, stop, start. If we don't know what we're currently doing, not doing. Radical self-awareness, courageous self-awareness, where we look at ourselves with like the fine magnifying glasses of our mind and we really take a hard look at ourselves with compassion always. We want always to be kind in this process, but really be curious. Almost like we're looking at the programming in our laptop. You can probably tell I have no idea how laptops work, but it doesn't matter. We're looking at the programming and, oh, all of this programming is currently making my laptop work this way, but I want it to work another way. And so when you're looking at your own habits, your thoughts, your beliefs, and your self-sabotaging behaviors, just separate yourself from it for a second and say, okay, this is my subconscious mind. This is the programming that I have. Can I just look at it with self-compassion and just go, oh, interesting. That's what's in there. So there's two ways of going about this. One is to kind of take stock and look backwards and go, okay, let me look back on my life, the key goals that I wanted to accomplish, the things that I haven't achieved yet, the things that I'm trying to achieve right now, but I'm not. And can I recognize what behaviors and habits and things I'm doing that isn't aligned to my goal? Am I procrastinating? Am I doing all the tweaking of my Instagram bio? Am I tidying my kitchen cabinets when I want to be doing something else? So just notice what the habits are and the the patterns are that have happened so far. And then just moving forward, can we just dial up the level of awareness as we move through life? And no, it's not always pretty. And no, it's not always going to be fun to realize how we're getting in our own way. But it just gives us so much more of our power back. And then, of course, once you are aware of what's happening, 
you want to do something about it, <laughs> I'm assuming. Otherwise, you're like, great, I'm aware. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Let's do something about it. And so, honestly, because I've already mentioned that the 95% of our reality is determined by a subconscious mind, I'm going to fly the flag for subconscious mindset work. It's working with someone. It's getting the tools. You know, the tools that I use are hypnotherapy, EFT, timeline therapy, various other things. What I really want you to get out of this episode is an understanding of why this happens so that we can stop feeling so bad about ourselves because willpower and motivation aren't enough. I want you to understand that the reason I don't like the term self-sabotage is because ultimately speaking, your subconscious mind is just trying to keep you safe. It's part of you that is quote unquote sabotaging the other part of you It's just doing its job. It's saying, hey, that doesn't look safe. I don't think that's good for you. I don't know if that's going to be safe or not. So let's just stay where we are. And so when we can reframe it and not look at it as like, I'm sabotaging myself, but more like, okay, there's a part of me that wants to keep me safe. What does it need? What is it afraid of? Let me look at it. Let me have a conversation with it and understand it because that's the quickest way to make radical change is to actually look face in the eye of the part of us that doesn't want us to do it and bring it down off the ledge. And we say, hey, it's okay. I get where you where this is coming from. I get that you're afraid of this because of something you heard when you were four. But you know what? I'm 35 now. We can, we can, we can look at it differently. And as a four-year-old, you misinterpreted it. And this isn't what they meant. And well, that was what they meant, but it doesn't mean it has to be your story. And we can have these conversations with ourselves in a very normal way and undo and take the part of ourselves that's afraid, change the beliefs and let it actually get on board with what we ultimately consciously know is going to be better for us. So I invite you to explore, be curious, self-awareness, and of course, always with self-compassion. Thank you for listening to Courage Pod with me, Lauren Ray, the Courage Coach. If you love what you heard today, share this with a friend and leave us a review. If you like free gifts, send me a screenshot of your review over on Instagram at I am Lauren Ray, and I will send you a free training called Create the Life You Actually Want to Say Thank You. Until next week, as always, keep couraging.